Support for this podcast comes from Arzell HVAC Zoning Technology. Arzell has been producing innovative zoning systems for over 35 years. We manufacture the highest quality HVAC zoning equipment from our factory in Cleveland, Ohio. Innovation, customer service, and outstanding products backed by a lifetime warranty are why so many contractors only use Arzell Zoning. We offer easy-to-install solutions from a basic two-zone system all the way up to custom zoning applications. For more information, go to arzellzoning.com or email us at marketing at arzellzoning.com. To your success. To Your Success is the number one gifting service for home services companies. Because you're a different contractor, you care about customers and want to express appreciation to build strong customer relationships. But you need a process that's effortless for you while feeling relational to your customers. There is an answer. To Your Success gives you the ability to automate a handcrafted thank you gift as soon as you complete a job. Visit toyoursuccess.com to learn more or schedule a live demo and receive a sample cookie gift. Delight your customers, build relationships, and cultivate loyalty. Visit toyoursuccess.com. Welcome to the Successful Contractor, powered by Success Group International, a show for residential contractors about residential contractors. We chronicle business journeys, share insights, and celebrate successes in this wonderful industry. I'm your host, Bob Houchin. Hello there, SGI family and other contractor friends. I'm so thankful you're here. As a reminder, all episodes of The Successful Contractor Show are available on YouTube, as well as your podcast player of choice. Today's show is another SGI monthly member panel. These are interactive, live programs where an SGI coach joins me and other SGI members to discuss a particular topic. This monthly member panel featured a Brooks of A Brooks Construction Kangaroo in Bristol, Pennsylvania, Dave Hill of Express Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning in Ship Bottom, New Jersey, and Missy Jones from our very own Success Group International. Uh, among the four of us, we discuss creating and protecting company culture. At SGI, we talk and train member contractors about how to become operationally excellent, and that's hugely important for obvious reasons. However, this is a people business. And when we've spent so much time and energy into finding and developing the right people to run and lead our businesses, it's vital that we keep them. And we keep great people by having a great place to work, by having a great company culture. So with all that being said, here's my discussion with A. Brooks, Dave Hill, Missy Jones, as we discuss creating and protecting company culture. I hope you enjoy it and take away a nugget or two. Hello, hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us for another monthly member panel. I'm your host, Bob Houchin. Uh, so excited to see you. So glad that you took some of your valuable time to be with us. Uh, it was also so great to see and talk to so many of you uh, at our recent expo in Temecula, California. It was an incredible event. Lots of great reviews. So thank you for that. Uh, but a little bit of uh, housekeeping, please, please put in your calendars now. Our next expo, our spring expo, will be in Orlando, Florida. March 21st through the 25th. Uh, make some time to be there. There's so much value uh, taken from Expo when you're there in person. So please please put that in your calendars and, and do everything you can to be there for us. Um, today's topic for our monthly member panel is a topic that was discussed fairly in depth uh, at our recent Expo, uh, really as much of Wednesday. And it's the idea of culture. You know, at SGI, we have lots of tools and systems and procedures that you can implement in your business to help drive your gross margin and that bottom line profit. But for a company to be successful uh, day in, day out, month in, month out, year in, year out, it really takes great people. And as we've learned over the years, great people don't stick around unless they love where they work. And that means having a great company culture. Uh, so again, we talked about it at Expo, and we're going to talk about it today with three incredibly uh, talented people, great uh, individuals in our industry, two owners, one SGI member, I'm going to queue them up right now. Uh, the first being Mr. A. Brooks from A. Brooks Construction, Kangaroo in Bucks County, Pennsylvania. Also, our, our next panelist is Mr. Dave Hill from Express Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning in Ship Bottom, New Jersey. Uh, and lastly is Miss Missy Jones from our own Success Group International. Missy's been in the home services space for a long time. She's helped. She worked for Milestone and helped really helped launch them. Uh, was a big part in building their culture over there. So I can't think of three better people to have on this panel. So thank you guys for, for making that effort. Uh, before I forget to do this, because I'm always bad about it, 
Um, about 10 minutes or so left in this hour. Um, I will try and ask any questions that those of you watching live may have. Uh, so please type those. There should be a little box somewhere on your screen where you can type those out. Again, about 10 or 15 minutes uh, at the end of the hour. Um, I'll be sure to get to those. So type them out and we'll address them there. So uh, let's let's dig into it. So uh, Abe, we'll start with you. You're you're the first one I see on the top of my screen. Uh, what do you define as your company culture at Kangaroo? What do I define uh, a lot of family values? What uh, it, it's really not what I define. It's the employees kind of what they what they really look for and what they strive for. Yep. Number one, that they, you know, we're very family oriented. Uh, every one of my employees either has kids on the way or do they do have a family at home. Uh, they do have homes and things of that nature. So it's very family oriented. Uh, you know, the core values are the honesty and, you know, integrity and making sure that everything's done right. Did those those three come? Uh, did you work with those as a team, or was that something you decided and just kind of preached the value of those three? How did they come about? Uh, you know, as I look back on it, I've I've heard, you know done a different classes and all that. Yeah. I know in the very beginning, I was always stressing that my main thing was to make sure that I had health coverage for my employees, and I'm going back 30 years ago. Yeah. And. And the reason was, was because I, I wanted to make sure that when I hired someone that they needed, they needed to go to work. In my industry, you got a lot of guys go, you know, what I call bar flies. I didn't want those. So I yeah. really wanted, I wanted to, my main thing, my main thing that I could give that someone was here. I got health insurance for you and your family yeah. back when it was affordable to do that 30 years ago. Yeah. And I, I had a lot of people come work for me that because no one else in my industry was really in the roofing industry was offering that sure uh, so that was i guess that probably started it 30 years ago and when i joined sgi i guess almost 15 years ago probably 13 years ago now i really started instilling some of the other things the training and everything else that go along yeah. with it yeah that's great we'll dig into lots of that as we go along so thank you abe Dave, I'm going to throw it over to you. Um, how do you define your company culture at Express? How do I define my company culture? Um, a project that we will never stop uh, working on, for sure. Um, yeah. Our company culture, as you, as you guys know, was something that, you know, really just two years ago didn't exist, right? There was, there was a culture, but it was bad. It was called yelling at one another. Um, <laughs> so so we've come a long way. It took a, it took a lot of... Uh, you know, really, really tough, tough days, weeks, months, and years to lead up to this point where we finally um, figured this thing out. Um, and it doesn't happen overnight, but uh, our company culture is great. We like to have a good time, right? And if we're going to be here working and, and killing ourselves day in and day out, we might yeah. as well have this great company culture that affords us to have a little bit of fun, you know, uh, make a little bit of extra money and have a whole lot of extra fun. Um, yeah. That's kind of how how we roll it. Everybody's got their different methods, but um, yeah, it's, it's huge for us. You know, I, I know that's a tough question, and, and this isn't any easier. But how how did that turnaround start to happen two years ago? Were there was there were there? Can you just pin, I think one, you know one or two that small question, Bob? But um, <laughs> I'll I'll answer it anyway. Um, yeah. So it was it was just it was just just another day at Express, and you know I was a when I when I came on, I was in the field, right? Um, in the yeah. first first six months, I was still in the field, you know, trying to figure things out, and lay all the groundwork, and I was working on a job, and just uh, it was a tough job. And our co-owner actually came to deliver lunch to us, um, and pulled up and just kind of saw me yelling at the guys and losing my mind, and just it it was bad. Um, yeah. And co-owner here it's jennifer just happens to be my wife uh right. and she put me in my place um she didn't put me in my place at that moment she went back to the office and she called mr zeller um and that fixed <laughs> it um there were many 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 conversations to follow and he had his hands full coaching me because i'm a handful but <laughs> we, we made it and not yeah. only did we make it but here's the really amazing part right when i figured out 
how to stop being a boss and start being a coach. Yeah. Everything slowly, but everything started falling in line. Now we have a really fun place to come to. I love the people that I work with. Um, I changed, I changed their, the ones that are still here, you know, some are not, but the ones that are still here, I changed their lives. And, and, yeah. and that to me was worth every, every conversation, every minute, every dollar spent. That's awesome. Good stuff. Thanks, Dave. Missy, uh, you, you talk with people all the time. You've been part of growing organizations. How do you, how have you always defined culture uh, in the businesses that you've been in and in talking to, to members that are just trying to learn what that's all about? How do you talk to them about it? So um, culture, wow, you know, multifaceted, but R I would really say, easy topic. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I think that it really kind of starts with the success of your company, because if everybody is aligned and together, then together you're achieving your goals, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so success happens a little bit more intentionally and planned um, along the way. You have less turnover um you know it's the atmosphere especially when you get to go on site and witness everybody's different facilities and just their that closeness that they may have um how people treat each other it's just it's cool you're walking up and down the hallway and somebody's just high-fiving because they're high-fiving they just they love and appreciate each other they're family members you know right right so um a lot of pieces go into that but yeah i i look at overall success of that company because culture is a huge component to your organization yeah and i think you know success is also i mean the company has to be doing well because if everyone's stressed about money i think i don't know if you intended that angle but i definitely see that you know you've got to be profitable you have to have things moving in the right direction if not there's that stress and it's sure hard to, to like where you're at when you're stressed out. I'm sure that's a big part of it as well. So good stuff. All right. Well, Dave, I'm going to throw it over to you. You'll be our, our guinea pig on this question. <laughs> and I'll let, let, let Abe and, and Missy think about it for a second. Um, how much of your culture now is defined by kind of being open and honest with your employees and communicating with them and allowing them to do the same? versus just kind of like ranting and raving like like you used to do to be the old Dave. How, how much is communication a big part of it? I'm going to ruin this for these guys because they're not going to be anything left, all of it. Um, the, the reality is if my door's not open, this isn't going to work. Um, yeah. You know, whether it's, the, they all have to have someone to go to. And, uh, you know, the, the technicians need to have a service manager to talk to, but they need to know that that service manager, if they're not busy, they can they can escalate that ladder and continue. And my door is always going to be open. In fact, mm -hmm. that's something that we encourage. That's why we're always uh, I keep the one on ones in my company. For for okay. me, the one on ones are super important, and that's yeah. one thing I'm just not not going to let go. Um, yeah. I, I I never want to lose touch of my people. Um, so 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 really, communication is open. Communication is is the only way to do it. Yeah. And when your culture takes off in your company, you probably will have more communication than you want. I will guarantee you that. It definitely um, has a way of steamrolling and, and really just, just opening up everybody to everything. Um, it, it really helps us when my people aren't afraid to come to me and say something about someone that they wouldn't have divulged a year or two ago to me um yeah. and say okay well well great i'm glad that you brought that to my attention and then i can address it the right yeah. way instead yeah. of it going you know right um, right so yeah being being open is huge for us let me let me ask you this because there's this i know this question i think will probably come up um you know if you say your service manager is busy and you've got a technician's got whatever problem maybe it's a problem with the service manager he comes mm -hmm. to you with it uh how do you how do you kind of avoid cutting the legs out from underneath your service manager and kind of going, oh, hey, I recognize what oh, you're telling me, but I want you to talk to him. It's, it's very simple. I spend time with my service manager and they understand how we do what we do and why we do it. So yeah. he's never going to feel like I'm cutting the legs from under him. He's going to say, hey, Dave, thanks for taking that. I was really busy. What yeah. happened? Of course, we're going to debrief him on it. We're going to talk about it, right? Because yeah, yeah. it was his conversation to have and, and they skipped a step sometimes because 
they just felt more comfortable talking to me. Um, there's there's a lot of reasons why that could happen, but um, that wouldn't happen. That wouldn't be an issue. Um, our service manager and every employee that we have, you have to be on board. That's mm-hmm. that's the key. So that's great. Uh, one one more follow up before I, I move along. How open are you about how the the business is performing? Letting them know, hey, we're hitting goals. All your hard work is 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 really creating results. Well, how do you guys kind of do that in your company? Um, yeah, so we track performance every day, right? That's that's what we do. Um, we've got all our gold boards up and 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 all that stuff. Um, everybody knows their KPIs and what they're supposed to be doing, yeah. but we um, we definitely are very open, not just when we're doing well. And and I think that that's the key. Yeah. When you're doing well, you're doing well, right? But mm-hmm. when you're not doing well and you're watching the numbers and you're seeing what's going on, you got to start bringing it up in the daily huddles. If it doesn't, if if that doesn't, hey, I need you to bring me, you know, I need I need two more comfort advisor business for Thursday. I need this. I need that. This, this is yeah. what our numbers look like. This is what we need to bridge that gap. We have to put in X amount of more whatever. Yeah. Um, if it doesn't work there, then then you bring it in a team meeting and, mm-hmm. and you get real with your people. Um, yeah. You know, you just tell them, say, hey, listen, this is the numbers. This is where we're at. This is our goal. This is where we're falling short, I think. This is what we yeah. need to work on. And they'll throw it back at you. Hey, what if we, mm-hmm. you know, um, that's great. And that's the beauty of the culture thing. You know, we're a family. And and, and and we only have one savings account, right? And <laughs> in order for the family to go on vacations, we have to have money. Um, and, and, you know, it really kind of, they actually take a lot of pressure off of me by being more involved. That's what That's we found. I love it. Good. I like that. I'm going to throw the, the first question to you and a, a few follow-ups. Um, how important is is open and honest communication with your team and how it's shaped your culture? They know... You know, they can come to you with a problem and, and you go to them and, and are very straightforward with what's going on in your business. Uh, yeah, my door is always open also. Uh, but that's, you know, the key to having a great, healthy relationship is being honest with one another and finding out what's working, what's not working. Is there a problem? How do we solve the problems? Yeah. Uh, you know, we've, we've got something in our in our business where, uh, and we do this during the onboarding process. Uh, we kind of grade guys by, okay, you had a problem. Mm-hmm. Come up with three solutions. What's the best solution that you decide that you decided on? Now bring it to the to your superior. Don't mm-hmm. just bring the problem. Bring three possible answers to the problem. Tell me which one that you decided, and we can discuss that. We can have a good kind of healthy conversation of what what where you're going what you're thinking and whether we think it was right or wrong that's not a problem we can figure this out together at least at least you know they're coming at you with some kind of uh solutions to their own problems that way so that 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 has helped out a lot (laughs) that's great uh, and it empowers them as well they feel like they're taking ownership of the business right you know and you're not letting them just go carte blanche i mean obviously you're they're checking in with you but that's that's great that's wonderful um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I asked Dave the same question, you know, if, if you've got uh, a comfort or a roofing specialist that's irritated, they're, they're superior, they go to you with a problem. How do you handle that situation of, hey, I hear you, I want to talk to you, and, and we're a family here, but you really need to to keep it, you know, there's a chain of command for a reason. Uh, really, you got to just sit down and try to look through their eyes and see what they're saying. Mm-hmm. You know, sit down and just be all ears and don't don't be rash because I, I used to be able to jump to decisions and in that kind of situation I would typically sit down and okay let me you know if, if there's an issue with you know say my uh, sales manager with a sales guy and he's had not having you know having an issue yeah. before I go to the sales manager I'm going to go to somebody else mm. maybe another sales guy hey what are you saying Oh, that's good. And a lot of times I'm going to get the in-between and I can go to the sales manager and then you try to piece it all together and let's, you know, let's smooth this out. What's going on? You know, yeah. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes, you know, someone has to bend, maybe both of them have to bend, uh, but yeah. really it got to be all ears. And mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you, when I was an owner, like Dave was saying, and not a coach, 
I was never ears. I would, I would <laughs> you were right or you were wrong, and this is what you got to do, and that's it, you know. And yeah, I learned a lot over the years as far as just sit back, shut up, and listen. You know? <laughs> that's great. <laughs> and wait that's... to comment, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, another follow-up. I asked Dave this, and I, I think I know your answer, but I want to hear from you. Is is how open are you about how their business is performing, showing people where we are in terms of numbers, and hey, guys, we're doing a great job, or hey, we we need to pick it up uh, this month. We're a little behind. We're wide open. Uh, yeah. What what I do in the very in, in December, we kind of let everybody we go over everything, and we look at you know we, you don't hit everything all the time, you know. Yeah. So you figure out where where the mistakes were, what happened. Did I did I think we we're going to do more than what was I wrong in saying mm -hmm. hey we were going to get. 15,000 calls this year and how we're going to handle them. You know, there's always some kind of numbers that are off. But in January, we go over the budget. We let everybody know this is what this is our percentages that we want to hit. You know, mm -hmm. this is the profit that we want to hit on the bottom line. These are the numbers that we want to hit. And then I break it down to individuals. Uh, this year, we're breaking it down to individual on production. Mm -hmm. uh, Every Friday we have a production meeting, and like Dave said, my guys know their daily KPIs. They know what our DME, what we're supposed to hit, what we're hitting. Uh, and this was something that we just started about two years ago when it came from. At the end of the year, just talking to my employees and one of my production guys hit, hit me with, "I'd really like to know what the sales guys are selling." Yeah. So that. <laughs> I know whether or not I got work the next couple of weeks, you know, sure. and it, it was just a stress relief for them, you know, Hey, okay. Yeah. So every Friday morning I have my sales guys stand up and my sales manager stand up and, and go over the sales for the week. That's great. Cause typically, you know, we're two weeks out on our, mm -hmm. you know, to the production, but with more importantly, he lets them know, okay, say, Hey, we may have missed our goal for this week, 150,000. Like twenty thousand. Yeah. Oh, the, by the way, though, Tony has a job that he's waiting to get signed. Tony, wouldn't you say that's getting signed Monday morning for thirty thousand? Abe's got this one, so you know it just goes down the line. Look, we have things in the pipeline, right? To ease their, ease their concerns. Yeah. Uh, and, and they could, they may stand up and say, "Hey, listen, man, we didn't have many calls. It hasn't rained in three weeks." There's yeah. no urgency. We've got guys that people out there. You all know what's going to happen. As soon as it rains, I got five people who are going to call me. Want to get this thing signed because their water's pouring in. You yeah. know, no matter what you do, you can't. Well, you can manage that urgency somewhat, but <laughs> it's difficult sometimes. Then on the sure. other end of it, we have the production manager stands up and he goes over what we did for that week in production. Mm. And again. We may have missed it because it rained three days. Well, we can't yep. rip a roof off and put it on if it's raining. So no matter what I do, you know, production-wise and, and budget-wise, there's some times where we're going to be sky high and, and, and down low. Everybody sure. just needs to understand where it's at, what's happening. So they're, they're going over that, and then we go over it every month. Uh, we celebrate where we are. We celebrate with the sales champions and the guys who are doing the production. Uh, and then we do quarterly. We go over where where we are on the quarters and yeah. half of the year. So we're we're tracking it. And this year, for the first time, we did. Uh, I'm I'm doing something new with a, a quarterlies for my front end sales girls. I got them selling things over the phone, not only just diagnostics but gutters and garage doors, okay. and roof inspections and stuff like that. So yeah. I gave them a budget that I want them to hit every quarter yep. and they get spiffed on it so they hit that number they're going through and this coming year we're going to start doing that on production on an individual basis is what i'm That's looking great. at and this That's way awesome. everybody sees it they know exactly where they are yeah uh, and i i know doing it they really they enjoy it uh mm -hmm. we do the wheel and all the other thing on friday mornings all right if you if you got your name mentioned and just to see the to see the joy of oh man hey what did he get you know he got three spins he pulled money out of the money box he he got gift cards he got time off with the family yeah uh, we've got all different crazy things that it whatever we can come up with to make it and again 
it's really asking my employees what do they want, you know, and mm -hmm. then try to fulfill their needs. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's good stuff, Abe. Thank you very much. Uh, Missy, kind of throwing to you, when you coach people, let's jump back to the, orig well, the original-ish question of, of what happens when, as an owner, an employee comes to you and says, I got a problem with my my supervisor, my manager. How 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 do you coach owners to deal with that so as not to kind of cut the legs out from that supervisor, but also to resolve the issue in a way where we can, you know, we don't corrupt or hurt any kind of a culture that we have building? So, you know, I I always do the question first of, hey, listen, so I understand you have an issue with your manager. Have you talked to your manager about it first? Mm -hmm. Right? I, I want them to follow that chain of command. Um, and then if they, yes, I've talked to them about it. No, there's not been any change. So now I'm going to escalate it to the owner. So that mm -hmm. way, the the team member is not circumventing their manager. Um, the manager is in the loop and um, I'm not sweeping the manager at the knees, right? Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, I'll listen to that side depending on, you know, what the issue is. I might call them both into the room at say, pull them in the room at the same time and say, okay, let's talk about the elephant in the room because we have some type of breakdown and we need to figure out what's going on yeah. to make this right. Yeah. Um, so generally that's kind of just asking those questions, you know, listening first and foremost, have you gone to your manager on this first? Yeah. You have. Okay. Come on in. Let's sit down. What's going on. Right. Yeah. I'm just kind of taking it from there for sure. 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 And and then the other follow-up I was asking these other two gentlemen was how, how do you talk to members about being open about how the business is performing, sharing numbers? That's so scary for a lot of new members they hear that like, oh my gosh i don't want them to know how much money i'm making or how we're doing you know how do you talk people through that to, for them to understand the value of that so you know i i like to kind of turn it to something that everybody understands that um reasons why relationships fail is because of lack of com communication mm -hmm. so if you're not transparent with your people and your intentions within your organization so they can all help see the vision, the direction of where you're going. Um, it makes things really hard, right? And so if we can be transparent and share the goals and, and hey, here's your part that I've hired you to do that I need you to make good on, Here, here's your role, knock it out because I saw the abilities in you to bring right. you on board. Now I have to trust my decision in trusting you. Now I need you to just go out there and handle business, right? And then the numbers show us when people are handling business. And if they're not, it's an opportunity to scratch that surface and figure out why. Maybe it's just right. more training. Yeah. Um, so I think just all in all upfront, transparency is key. Let everybody know their ownership what they're being held accountable for, for performance-wise in the organization. Yeah. Um, because carrying that burden as an owner, everything on your shoulders, I can't imagine. So yeah. when you have awesome people working with you, carry the load together because you are a team and right. you guys will get there so much quicker, you know, and that, and that overall transparency of not hiding things so everybody knows what their part is, um, it it opens that communication channel. Yeah. Everybody knows where they stand. It removes a lot of the guesswork, which mm -hmm. is where a lot of bad expectations start forming themselves when they may not be anything um, that an owner's intentions truly are. So if we right. can keep that at bay, keep those open lines of communication and be transparent, I think that that is um, for sure really important support for this podcast comes from synchrony financial allow homeowners to pay at a rate that fits their budget with the merchant fee that fits yours visit www.toolbox.mysynchrony.com for more information Welcome back to the show. I'm talking to A. Brooks of A. Brooks Construction, Kangaroo in Bristol, Pennsylvania, Dave Hill of Express Plumbing, Heating and Air Conditioning in Ship Bottom, New Jersey, 
and Missy Jones from our very own SGI. And we're talking about creating and protecting company culture. It's been a hugely insightful conversation so far, and it's only going to get better. So let's jump back into it with Abe, Dave, and Missy. Um, Abe, I'm going to I'll lead you off on this one. Um, and we talked about it a little bit before we hit record. You do a lot in the community. You do a lot of fun stuff with your team. I know you've gone to ball games. You, you guys have a good time. How important is fun? Uh, as a part of your company culture and being together and having fun? Uh, you know, we celebrate every Friday what we're doing. That, you know, the production meeting, people here, oh, my God, these guys are in there at 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock. You know, one of the guys, Tony, he makes breakfast for everybody. He's got this great breakfast recipe. So, <laughs> you know, during the pandemic, it kind of really messed up a lot of our things that we were doing. But, sure. you know, pre-pandemic, I would do a comedy night. I would hire comedians and we would go out to, I would rent out a, a, a lodge and we would just go out and roast everybody in the team. <laughs> you know, have a lot of fun with that. We've yeah. done film games, Trenton Thunder game. Uh, uh, God, you name it. If, if someone said, Hey, let's go do that. We'll go do it. We'll go out to uh, the casino and see uh, comedians there. Yeah. Uh, expos when these guys see us in the spring expos that's who we are yeah uh, I, you know, and you know guys go have fun do what you got to do uh but you know our big thing a couple big things is every every june july we do the uh half a year i, I kind of go over what the numbers are okay. and we will go out and do that at a restaurant somewhere and just kind of have a have a good company meeting outside of work because everything yeah. pretty much takes place at work. Yeah. And then we do the uh, big Christmas party with all the families and the kids and we, we get all the sub crews in there. So I mean, we'll have oh, like, right. I don't know, I may have 40 adults and about seven, you know, about 30 kids there with Santa Claus. And hopefully before pandemic, I had, the Philadelphia Mummers, one of the Mummers uh, bands, because I have supported their cause in one of the firehouses. They were supposed to come and do the Mummers with Santa coming in, which would have been awesome. Yeah. And, uh, you know, with pandemic, it all kind of shut it down. Yeah. So yeah. I got Amy working on that. Hey, listen, let's get it. <laughs> let's go right. get the strength band back together uh, sure. and get them guys out there. Uh, right. But you, know, you name it we're doing it. And as you know, I got Amy as our community ambassador now, and that kind right. of falling onto her lap. Say, listen, find a bunch of things that we can do together outside of work and just have a great time together. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so uh, yeah, I do know, but for those that don't, Abe does, he, he I don't want to say uh, you promoted uh, someone in your team to be community ambassador and, and she just looks for opportunities to get involved. Right. So yeah. Maybe speak to that. Why? Uh, what does that do for your team to see how active you guys? I know, again, pandemic threw a wrench into some things, but I mean, I, I you guys were doing something like every, I feel like every week you were sponsoring something well, or some ball game. Again, I'm, I'm the, no matter what, yeah, I want to be a coach, but I am the owner, so I'm overseeing everything. Yeah. As much as I want to be able to sit down and talk to everybody, your employees know one another better than you do. And that's where I think the great thing with Amy, she's a, she's so much more approachable. She's in that office every day. Yeah. I never realized, heck, I can get guys in my own company to go run a, a 5k, whatever race, you know, she yeah. put it together. And, and next thing I know, she's got, you know, three or four of my guys and, and their wives and girlfriends all running in this race representing kangaroo. I yeah. could have never done that. I, yeah. My brain's not that way, you know, uh, it just, it, it I'm getting off track there, but yeah, she's no, that's right. all the different things that we do. And, and I, the other thing I have is because we've been doing it for a long time. You get a lot of people coming at you. Right. And right. I really needed to say, we're at this stage right now and I'm spending X amount of money. Why don't I just put one person in charge of that? And I can say, here you go, Amy, this is my budget. Okay. Yeah. Let's figure this out. These are these we know are our go-tos. This is what we're going to do next year. Yeah. But I'm always because I'm too big of a softy, and my <laughs> wife was always like, 
you know you set that budget and you're fifteen, twenty thousand. I don't care. This is a good cause. You know, this yeah. is you know, this this one's ill. We gotta take care of them. That's our community. Yeah. yeah. And I'm trying to use her as a buffer, but you know, she knows when she comes to me, it's gonna be yes. I said, I'll never yeah. say no, but I need you to be able to look at it and tell me, hey, this is a great cause, Abe. I think this is going. So that was one aspect of it. And just to the fact that, hey, I would love to see our company doing something in the community 12 times a year, once a month on a consistent basis. Yeah. And uh, for me to try to take that load, I know right. I couldn't, you know. Right, right. So they, now does that become part of your, like your marketing budget that you've set aside for these community events? Cause you, I know you do it because you are passionate about it, but monetarily. Um, I, I try to keep that separate. I've for yeah. a long time now, I've just had a community uh, budget, you know, what we, what we would put it in there as community relations and yeah. it which started out as sponsoring all little league teams and putting roofs on their dugouts, you know, that's part of the community events that we'll do. And I'll just put that and throw it to that. And I have yeah. money, I'd have money set aside every year because, you know, not, not only do we want to support the local teams, but when those guys call me, Hey, Abe, I need a roof put on that. Yeah. Hey, we can do this. Don't worry about it. I would give it to my guys and Ted, your production, put this on the, on the schedule. This is a freebie. Let's get it done. Let's yeah. get a few pictures, put it out in the community. And most of the time when we do that, the league themselves are promoting the heck out of us. Yeah. And it just comes through. Uh, and again, my guys enjoy it. They love it because either their kids have played at that field or they're yeah. going to be playing at that field or they do play at that field. You know, so it's all connected within our own company because everybody we're all in that community knowing it and hey it's a good thing that when you go there and you have a, a kangaroo hat or a truck and all of a sudden someone comes up and thanks to an employee hey thanks for these guys who did the roof you put the roof on the snack stand yeah you ended up rebuilding the batting cages for us i mean there's a there's all kinds of things my guys have done on on the little league aspect and that's where sure. a lot of it started at yeah, and then yeah. it from there hey you do this you do that you know, and, and again, we don't really ever say no. We got to sit down and look at it and say, let me let me find the money. And yeah, pretty good at doing that part of it. You know, yeah. it's it's really at this point in time, getting the time to do a lot of it. And right. I think that's where having Amy look at it and say, hey, man, we're, we're booked out. When, when can you do it? I mean, I think the craziest thing that I, I said yes to and <laughs> my guys thought I was like nuts, which I was. I. The Rotary Club came and wanted to know if I can put up a bus shelter. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and you know, me being well, that's what's so hard about that. And then all of a sudden, it was some kind of specialty thing. I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> Alongside highway, and my guys were like, dude, what are you? Ted was like, dude, you know what you got us into? I'm like, uh, <laughs> I said it was one of them things in a passing that I was in a meeting. I'm like, yeah, that shouldn't be that difficult. We can do that, you know? <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. So like it, it, and it's you know they they get to make fun of me too. What are you doing? You know, and hey, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but trust me, every time I go by that bus stop in Langhorn, I look at it and laugh like, what the heck did I get my guys into doing? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's good stuff. All right, well, good, good, good answer, Gabe. Thanks, or Abe. Thanks for that insight. Uh, Dave, Dave, throwing the question of kind of fun and having a place where people like to work and you guys have good times together. What are some fun things you guys do? I know you've taken like boat rides to have dinners and what are some things you guys oh, yeah. do? Express? Um, we've knocked down plenty of buoys. Um, I did that. <laughs> I had to call the detailer for the boat the next day. Cause, uh, I was up on the fly bridge with, with one of my junior techs and he was like, Dave, there's another one over there. A few seconds later, we figured out, ding, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we do lots of fun stuff like that. Uh, I've taken, I've taken the whole company out on a boat ride on my boat, uh, which was was interesting when you put that many plumbing and HVAC techs and their families together on one vessel uh, to go out to dinner. Yeah, that was that was a good time. It was a fun ride back in the yeah. dark. Um, yeah. We've done, we you know the the small things we don't overlook either. We go to Top Golf. We've done pig roasts at my house. There's nothing yeah. more real than bringing your people to your home. Right. And saying, hey, 
come into my home, you're that important to me. Oh, that's great. And that's, yeah. that's why Jen and I are, are pretty passionate about doing that. Um, once a year, we at least have one function in our house. So we really yeah. bring people in and tie together. This is family. You're family. You're in my home. You're welcome. And we're glad that you're here. Um, yeah. so that's, that's something we're really passionate about. But we do lots of other cool stuff. We had a huge goal last March. Um, I like to talk about last March as much as I possibly can. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was the best month of my life. Uh, we had a huge month last March. And I just, I said, you know, owners, owners are watching this. And, and you've all set a stress goal that you didn't think you could make just to see if you could, right? Um, I did that last March. And we hit it. And I flew every person in my on my team to my house in Florida. We, rent, we rented out uh, a beachfront hotel that's right next to us for um, everybody that couldn't fit. I had every bedroom in my house packed and it was a huge, it literally came down to, uh, we were like 40 or 50,000 short. We had like 20 hours. It was stupid. And we, I don't know how they did it. I, yeah. I really, I, we, we checked the numbers three times. They did it. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, we had the time of our lives, you know, yeah. you want to get your people souped up. I have limos come to the shop and pick them all up to go hit up the airplane. That'll oh, suit yeah. Um, yeah, awesome. You know that that's a real reward that uh, that we'll never forget. It was it was a great thing. Um, but I I think no no more no less powerful. No matter what you do, as long as you're getting these people together, saying I appreciate you, I value you, thank you for everything you do for me and my team, yeah. and you have a good time. You gotta have a good time. That's great. That's good stuff right there. Uh, actually, Dan, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bounce back to the, the next question over to you. I know, um, you know, you do all these fun things and, and fun is a big part of culture, but, you know, it's not just bringing people together, it's bringing like-minded people together, right? Because you got to have, the, the, you have to have good people in the, in, to, to have a, a good time and a good company. So how is, how is your culture and, and the changes you've made impacted the type of people you hire, uh, you know, in terms of personality, uh, profiles or, or behaviors. What are you looking for when you interview people to bring them into this sacred culture you've spent so much time and money to, to cultivate? Right. So um, we we obviously put a lot of weight into all the different assessments for people, and the DISC assessment is huge here, right? We want to make sure that you know we're putting the right position, the right person in the right position, and we're, when we're trying to analyze all that stuff. Um, and, and it is vitally important, but for for us, I would rather hire someone who has no experience and the right attitude right. and the right fit for my team and and grow them into that technician or CSR or, or whatever the job happens to be that, that fits them best. I'd yeah. rather find those people and develop them into what I need than we've all hired the guy who has all the experience and then you come in and like blows up your team because he doesn't get along with this guy or that guy or whatever it is. Um, sure. So that's, that's, that's how we've changed our hiring process entirely. Um, yeah. We really are hiring for personality first. Um, yeah. You know, we need someone that, that can develop into what we need them to be, but we're willing to invest the time and uh, funds to do that because it's worthwhile when you have a team of people that are in sync and, and really understand one another, what needs to be done, what the yeah. expectation is, and let's go get it. Um, yeah. That's how March is happening. Yeah. And uh, we're, we're trying to capture March every time. Are there, are there certain characteristics that you've noticed that your best people have, you know, there's a certain, you know, they're just go-getters or they're just energetic or they, uh, they're just so team focused. They think of the team first before their own numbers or, or, or money stuff like that. So, so all of those um, obviously are great traits, right? But yeah. I think it boils down for for us anyway. Can do attitude. Um, if if your attitude is right and yeah. you've got your head on straight, there's not a lot that, um, given the proper tools, you're not going to be able to accomplish. And, and that's my job to make sure you have the proper tools. If you got the attitude, we're going to make sure you're successful. That's great. Good stuff, Dave. Abe, I'm going to throw that question to you. How is, uh, as you've cultivated this culture over the years, and how has it impacted the type of people you hire? You know, what kind of characteristics and people are you looking for? Uh, it, 
once we once I got to the new location, I was able to uh, get a classroom in place, get a hands-on training area in place. I noticed a couple things. That the, the guys who were really good that I hired really uh, showed a very good interest in the training. Mm-hmm. Guys would go in, they start looking at it, start picking up the shingles. They were interested in learning. Yeah. And I've kind of, we're, we're always looking for the right attitude and all that. That's the you know first thing. If they can get through the first test and then they come in and sit down with me and, and they've already been taught, they've already been heard about some of the training and I start walking them around. I'm looking for body language, mm. looking at, you know, are they really interested or are they just giving me lip service on, they want to learn the kangaroo way, how we're doing things. Yeah, and that has been a major thing because you know when they when they do come in and they they don't show they're 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 phony with the interest in the training. I know it's not going to work out. They're going to yeah. have the most positive attitude. Most of the time, it's just a a faux attitude at that point because that's the hardest part. Uh, yeah. But when I when I start going and they start asking me about. You know, what is Dale Carnegie? What is SGI training? What is that? I see you got the building all-star team there. You know, you got the learning alliance. What is, and when they start asking me in-depth questions, again, you got to get them to ask it. Now we can sit down and have a conversation. That is really where I found those are the guys who are going to be good for us. Yeah. Or or girls, you know, the ones that, now, man, I have no idea. You know, the, and, and like Dave said, you always get that guy who knows everything. I take him into the training room. Yeah, I, yeah, I've done that. I've I've done skylights, chimneys, and everything. How do you want that done? I see. That's what I do. And I take him into the classroom. Oh, these guys. How often are you in here? You know, if I get that, I already know where we're. we're, we're <laughs> you know, right, right. And again, that, that's changed. The, you know, without the training culture that we do have behind all that. Yeah. It, the, the the hiring process was completely different. You know, yeah. you have a pulse, you're breathing, go head out there. <laughs> and we'll, right. you know, I'll put you in the roof and see if you do know what you're doing. Yeah. These days, yeah. it's like, okay, no problem. Come on in. We'll take this apart and put it back together. Let me see what you can do. Yeah. Uh, and, and the guys who I love the best are the guys who tell me, listen, I really don't know that much, but I'm willing to learn. Yeah. And it's 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 a home run at that point. So good. Excellent. Good stuff. Missy, I'm gonna throw that question to you because you know, you're dealing with lots of different contractors, different sizes. Everyone is looking for people. I know, you know, like Abe said, you know, are you breathing? Can you all right, can you start today? Uh how do we how do you coach like newer members on how to avoid that and, and what you know, what characteristics to look for and in, in, in when they've never done any like serious interviewing, they just Put an ad out, brought someone in. How do you how do you talk to them about making sure to bring the right people in? So you know, um, I kind of start in reminding them it's so it takes so long to build a culture, right, mm-hmm. and build that family. So you want to protect it. And you know, when we think about somebody going on an interview, they're on their best behavior. So if you're the person doing the interview, they're going to be really on point for you. Right. Um, and so that's where I really get into the, the sit-along and the ride-along. So a sit-along for the office. If I can get them away from me to sit with team members that want to say, you know what, this is a good person to bring into our family, right, right? And, and get some of that approval there too, then they can sit with that person long enough and rotate them around in the office. People will pull different things out of them because <laughs> they get more comfortable, right? Sure. And so then you start to determine, okay, is this person pure in their presence that they bring or, whoa, they got a lot going on and um, maybe they're not the right fit for their culture, you know? Um, yeah. But I think that like-minded people attract like-minded people, right? And so we all know those genuine hearts that we want in our organization and what that looks like. But it's always good to, you know, sew those into your core beliefs, right? So everybody knows, yeah, this is, 
if, if you can do these things, this is, we want you on our team, right? You know, so um, for some of that is, is a lot of times we, the culture starts to build before we ever have true definition with things like going all the way back to mission statement, beliefs, standards, core values, all of that good yeah. stuff. I think yeah. that with that in place, it kind of helps shape it. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. And so we start there with the foundation and then move forward, but always inspect what you expect. Right. Um, you know, but give them, give the applicant some time to relax. And yeah. then let's make sure that, okay, is math coming <laughs> off or are we still good? <laughs> right. No, that's good. That's a good little nug. I know members that do that. And it's always interesting to hear what their people say about the people they're interviewing. Very much so. Yep. Good stuff. Uh, Dave, I'm going to throw it over to you because you mentioned one-on-ones. And, uh, you know, a big part of culture is, yeah, you want to have a good time and and you want the right people in there. But people have to have some accountability, right? It's not, I mean, this is a business, but we want to them to understand where they need to be and, and we want to coach them along uh, to help them hit their goals. So when you're one-on-ones, um, obviously that's probably a big part of your accountability. What are you talking about in them? Are there certain questions you ask? Is it just, how are you doing? How can we help? Talk talk about how you approach those. Okay. So um, my, my one-on-ones um, tend to be long uh, and you'll find as you develop your culture, you have to carve out more times for these meetings because there's there's just more to talk about, right? Yeah. Um, but we 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 start we start off uh, very very simply. Uh, every one on one that I have, we actually start talking about that particular team member, okay, and their goals because because that's very important. That's how we started our culture, believe it or not, was through our one on ones. That was kind of our first step. I brought everybody in and I said, hey, um, we're changing some things around here. Uh, you're going to notice a lot of changes. The, the number one change you're going to notice is going to be right here in front of you. It's going to be me. You're looking at them. Uh, yeah. And the first thing we want to talk about is what what in your life is important to you? What is it that you'd like to accomplish in the next week, month, six months, year? Um, yeah. And that opens up a lot of conversation because they first of all they're caught completely off guard because they're like right. what what do you mean you care about really um and that's how we start every every one on every annual one-on-one -on -one. now if we're just bringing somebody in to have a conversation about something went on that's going to go a little bit differently right sure. um we're going to sit down we're going to ask a lot of open-ended conversations we're going to really dig into that matter and see what's really going on okay yeah. um and then if if there's if it if it's one of one of the situations where it's an issue we're going to dig dig into that issue we're not going to ignore it we're going to confront it we're going to figure it out we're going to put a plan in place that um can make make that person successful at that job and we're going to inspect what we expect right yeah. we're going to hold them accountable we're going to make sure they know exactly what we need to be doing how we're going to do that, how we're going to accomplish that. We have to give them an action plan to make that real. And yeah. then we're going to check on it. Um, and, and and we will, whether it's me or whether it's a service manager following up, we're, we're going to check. We're going to make sure it got done. And then we're going to talk about it again if we need to talk about it. Hey, how'd that go? doesn't need right. to be a one-on-one. One-on-ones can happen in the parking lot, guys. Sure. It doesn't always have to be in an office setting where, oh, no, we're going to scare somebody to death, come up to my <laughs> office, right? Um, right. Walk through your parking lots in the mornings. You want to really make a big difference. Um, walk through your parking lot. Hey, how was your day yesterday? What's what, what's going on today? Oh, you got a big install. Great. Uh, you know, talk about it. How's that client? Whatever it is, you know, give high fives. I I, I don't yeah. think there's enough business owners that are walking walking by their people, whether it's in the, the middle of the day or first thing in the morning or at the end of the day. I'm high fiving. You know, I'm like, hey, man, was your day good? Yeah, it was good. Great. Give me a high five, dude. Keep it up. Um, yeah. I think that we really need to harness harness that. And, and that can be anywhere. It, it doesn't have to be in an office. I think one-on-ones are always thought of in an office setting, but I, I don't feel that that always has to be. That's good. That's good stuff. You can't help but smile when you give someone a high five, right? So. <laughs> you better smile when you give me a high five or I'll make you smile. <laughs> That's good stuff. Thank you, Dave. Abe, how do you guys approach accountability? I don't do. I don't know if you do one-on-ones or what. What's your um, What's your approach at Kingery? Like like David said, uh, 
my approach mostly are, are very casual. Mm -hmm. uh, in the beginning of the year, we go through all of our goals and you know we have our company goals and we have our individual goals within the business but then we also have our our personal goals what we want and we have a in our break room area we got what we call our vision board oh. and in the middle is what the company wants and on the left side what your what your goals are for what you're going to do the business to help us hit those goals and on the right side are your personal ones oh, it makes good. it very easy for me so that we're in passing I can just look over hey how you doing with saving for the house right how are you going with you know your college your son's college tuition yeah you know and it's very quick easy it's good conversation but it also yeah. keeps me involved with where they are that's great uh, on the business end of it yeah if if something's going on we we may have to sit down and go over and let's figure out what's happening my job is to make you succeed Put you in a position to see am I failing what's mm -hmm. happening uh, most of the time I'm sitting there looking at hey how you making out on that that goal this goal whatever their goal is their role is in my company and you know they can pretty much tell me and a lot of times I'll ask it and I already know that answer I just want to see if they're tracking right and I'm proud to say that 99.9% .9 of the time they're spot on they know it again Amy and Chris do a great job we have all of our numbers flashing on a screen right there in front of us. So they should know the, their own numbers, how much they've sold, how much they've produced, you right. know, what those percentages are. That's rotating. So they can get a good idea of where they are yeah. uh, on all that. But, you know, the one-on-ones, that's pretty much like Dave was saying. It's just getting to know your people. And I think one of the best bits of advice that I had and it went years ago and I and I know I do it my brother does it my wife does it is you know how many owners actually thank their people yeah at the end of the day you know walk in good morning Missy how are you doing today are your kids fine showing genuine interest in your employee because uh, we're just so Boom, I'm focused-minded. I get that way. You know, put the binders on, man. I got this to do. I got that to do. Yeah. Slow down and be a human, especially yeah. at the end of the day. And, you know, I'll be in my office, and I can see the trucks come in. And if it's a hot day, I am out there unloading that truck with them guys. Oh, that's you know, great. Out the water, let's see what we can do. That goes so far. You yeah. know, just, again, showing the genuine interest. What happened today? Everything good? Hey, I see you're out late, man. What's what's going on? Is it okay? You know, yeah. and again, it's got to be genuine. You know, don't don't run out there and walk back into the <laughs> air conditioning. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I, I you know that's you got to make sure it's genuine now. That's so. good. Good stuff. We're getting close to the end of the hour. I have a couple questions I'm going to throw out to you guys. Whoever wants to answer it, feel free. Um, you know, you both are especially in very seasonal businesses, right? Where, you know, it just seems that the work piles up when you're in the rain comes or when the temperatures get super hot. Um, and your guys sometimes are working long hours. How do you try and provide work-life balance for your people? That was a question. How do you, how do you try and, and, you know, keep work-life balance or, or show that they're appreciated, I guess, when, when those hours are long, how do you manage that? It's such a, a hot topic now. Well, one one of the things that um, that that we we started doing, um, and, and it's simple. If we've got somebody that we we know, we every company has key players, right? Your guys that you, that you keep in the game the longest, right? And and those are the guys that generally are used to the hours, but they get burnt out. I mean, yeah. they do, and and you have to you have to somewhat keep a temperature. That's that's one of the cool things about the culture. You know, the the girls in the office will be like, hey, listen. Every time such and such calls in, he wants to know how many calls he has. That's an indicator, right? Yeah. He's burned out. He wants to go home, right? So when we're in our busy season and we just we just really need that guy to run that extra call, hey, I've got a family that needs you, right? We've all made that phone call to our top technician. Um, what 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 we wound up started doing was um, whether they knew it or not, we call the wife and say, hey, dinner's on us tonight. Mm. Call where you want. Place the order let us know where it is tell them we're going to be calling and we'll fall and pay for it with our credit card okay that's awesome um, yeah 
it's a small, it's not much, right? It's just dinner, you yeah. know? Um, it's just dinner. It's a pizza, right? It's a couple of couple of beers and some wings, whatever it is. But we're then saying, listen, we understand your husband is working really hard. Wife is working really hard for us. We really appreciate it. So we don't want you to have to spend your valuable time tonight making them dinner. We want to provide that for you. It's not a big deal, but it puts an hour back in somebody's schedule, right? Yeah. Um, stuff like that is huge. When it gets to the point where you do have to to give somebody time off, and, and you have to, believe me, if you're not, you're screwing up. You, you need to you need to get with your team and say, hey, listen, these guys need some time off. Can you come in and cover this and do that, the other thing? And, and it works as long as you don't let it become um, – too hot you know you, you can't let them let them get overworked and yeah. and then they just don't have anything to give so the the little give backs we, we find are, are really big and thanking them for what they do you really have yeah. to thank them thank you so much i know it's a, a rough year i know you've been working your butt off um we appreciate you we see you um, yeah that's a powerful statement good stuff hey missy anything to add on the work life thing of it and how you kind of manage oh. that yeah, I, this is something that I, I started years ago, and it really could just come from my own personal experience. Uh, you know, Christmas time for us roofers is a difficult time because it is kind of the end of the season. It could be hit or miss. You got great weather, bad weather. But I know, I, you know, I had five children, and Christmas, they get that big, long Christmas vacation. Yeah. So I was always, let's go skiing, you know, let's go do this, let's get away. So at a very young age, I, I just started with my company when it was very small. We're shutting down for that week. Mm -hmm. And in the beginning, I didn't pay the guys. Now what I do is, you know, when I got new people coming on, hey, for the first year, we got to run a skeleton crew. So the majority of my guys, and, and we, we kind of view that as, a, as family time. Listen, guys, Christmas is all about families. Take that whole week off, you know, between Christmas and New Year's spend the time with your family, do that. We've uh, expanded that to the 4th of July because the 4th of July is a very busy time for us. It's hot. Sure. And depending on when the 4th falls, you're going to get five to six days off straight, maybe seven, depending on what day it is. And we try to use those as two paid vacation times along with your other time off that you get. That's great. Uh, the other thing we do is on we've uh we were doing pre-pandemic was you know uh a friday off with tickets going to an amusement park a phillies game whatever you want but they the employees would get the a day off and you know sometimes they can get their wives or husbands to take off and they can have a three-day weekend yeah you know, everybody's entitled to a nice weekend you know yeah, uh, we we spoke about it, and Fridays seem to be the best days for us because, on my production guys, we we try to schedule everything. You know, we go, you know, hard Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then we start slowing down by Thursday, Friday because we know we're all dead tired. Sure, Friday has always been our day that we try to make it so guys are done by two o'clock. Oh, so no. looking at it, you know, we we sat down myself and my brother and. Ted and like, hey, let's do the Friday day off would be the better, the best of the days. And uh, that's all, every every Friday they get spins. And I don't know, I'd have to ask Amy how many times you got to land on that to get a day off. But sure, her and going to be getting Fridays off all the time. And I'm like, I got to do something. <laughs> <laughs> I call the office on Friday. I'm like, hey, I want to talk to Chris. Oh, she's off today. She's off. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's funny. You know, they got the, they, she got the Friday off, so but it, it, it's great because it's spiffs that you know. Hey, this is something good, and they, and obviously they they really like their Fridays off. Yeah. You know, so. Sure. And again, sure. finding what your employees really want and value is huge. If you ask. That's A. Brooks of A. Brooks Construction Kangaroo in Bristol, Pennsylvania. Dave Hill of Express Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning in Ship Out of New Jersey. And Missy Jones from our own SGI on creating and protecting company culture. Thanks for joining us. If you feel like you have a great story worth sharing that would also help other contractors, email me at bhouchin at yoursgi.com. Also, if you enjoyed today's episode, if you're on YouTube, give us a like and subscribe. 
If you're on your favorite podcast player, leave us a five-star review. And please join us for future episodes. It's my promise to you that we will continue to interview successful contractors and other influential individuals in the residential contracting world. This is The Successful Contractor, powered by Success Group International. The Successful Contractor podcast is part of the Success Group International family. SGI is the largest member-owned best practices organization for independent residential services contractors. SGI provides its members a competitive edge through proven proprietary management tools and expertise, marketing programs, training, and group buying power, along with a highly active and eager to help membership. For more information about Success Group International, visit www.yoursgi.com.